0: Hi, I'm Shelley Cameron, CEO of the City of Philadelphia's Division of Aviation, and this is our podcast, Taking Off. The City of Philadelphia's Department of Commerce is working to revitalize our communities and to support Philadelphia businesses, particularly small businesses that have been economically impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. The Commerce Department's Division of Aviation operates the Philadelphia International Airport and the Northeast Philadelphia Airport. Our airports serve as a gateway to businesses across the region, and we are committed to our role in enabling businesses to grow by connecting them to people and services in Philadelphia and beyond. It's no small feat, and our collaboration with the Commerce Department is instrumental to the continued recovery of our region. Joining me to talk more about this is Philadelphia's newly appointed Commerce Director, Mr. Michael Rashid. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: So we'll get to your role as Commerce Director in a couple of minutes, but I thought it would be really interesting to our listeners to hear about your background. Could you talk about how you started in Alabama and how your journey took you here to Philadelphia?
1: Well, we only have a half an hour. That's a long (laughs) time ago, Sally, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama, born and raised down there, and left there when I was 16 and went to California for college, went to Boston for grad school. And I spent 20 years in Baltimore in healthcare, worked for Johns Hopkins Hospital, managed care plan there, and then came here in 1996, came to Philadelphia, worked for one of your neighbors, used to be called the Mercy Health Plan right down the street from the airport, and worked for them for 20 years. And we grew the Mercy Health Plan from 500 employees, 6,000 employees when I left in 2014. And I retired in 2014 and and failed at retirement. The opportunity to try to help the city with the COVID pandemic and try to help our economy was one that I really wanted to get involved in. So I was selected as the Commerce Director uh, back in November.
0: So did you know that the airport was part of your portfolio when you were interviewing for Commerce Director?
1: There's a lot that I didn't know when I was (laughs) And the airport was one thing, but at the airport was one of the pleasant things that I didn't know when I interviewed.
0: So talk about your connection with the airport. I know the first time we talked, you kept saying, wow, there's a lot that's happened at the airport. And I used to travel through the airport all the time. So talk a little bit about that.
1: I guess for three years, every week I was in and out of the airport. I was commuting. I had a client in Chicago and I was commuting in and out of the airport and got a good feel for not only your airport, but other airports. In the, in the Midwest, Chicago, St. Louis, Detroit, and other airports, not just because I'm on your show, but this is the best. The amenities are the best from this customer's perspective. On-time arrival and departure is the best. So yeah, I feel real good about this airport.
0: Well, that means a lot because you were one of our road warriors, and yeah. those folks can be super critical about yeah. <laughs> you know what we have and what we don't have. So I understand that there's actually a connection to your childhood at airports.
1: My favorite uncle was my Uncle Buster. And Uncle Buster was what they called back in those days a red cap. I'm not sure if you know what a red cap is. Uh, I, I think we call them the
0: sky caps today.
1: I think you might call them sky caps, but they obviously had a red caps, And they were the folks who would meet you at your car when you pulled up with a big smile on their faces. Hello, Mr. Rashid. Hello, Mrs. Jones. Help you with your luggage. And they would take your luggage right up to the gate and whatever they had to do for a tip. And they got no salary. Everything they made was tips. And so they had to have a great personality. They had to be smiling all the time and just overflowing customer service. And so that was my uncle and he had that personality. He was very extroverted and he was always happy and always had something nice to say. I would go out there sometimes and just sit down on the little bench and watch him. It was amazing that he would know the names of these people who were I guess these were the road warriors as you call them, but he'd know the names of these people when they came up and he would know their kids and he would know all about them. All of that was good for tips. And also, he worked for Delta. And back in those days, the Red Caps, after they worked for a while, they could travel anywhere in the United States that Delta went for free. But he never went anywhere. And not only him, he, he could take his wife, but he never went anywhere. And I used to tell him every year, I would say, you love baseball. Why don't you go to the World Series? Why don't you go see the Brooklyn Dodgers or whatever? He never went anywhere. I, I could not believe it. But he would put those tips in his pocket and he would take them home to his wife. When they all passed away, when my, his brothers passed away, they had X amount of money saved up, which was very little. But when he passed away, he had more money saved up in cash, not in the bank, in cash under his bed than all of them put together. And I guess because he didn't pay taxes, I guess because he didn't put it in the bank, but he had a lot of cash saved up when, when, when he passed away. And that was my Uncle Buster. And I'll, I'll never forget that. I think some of his personality is kind of rubbed off on me. I hope so, because he was a wonderful person.
0: The things that you learn just by sitting there and watching him, that's really. That's
1: right. I learned a lot. I learned a lot watching this guy. That's right. And,
0: and I'll tell you, you are exactly right. I love our sky caps. And if you want to know what's going on at the airport,
1: that's go right. and
0: sit and visit with them a little bit. There are people on my way to walk to my car every day that if I hit the right time, if they're still there, I stop and I talk to them and they tell me everything that's going on. <laughs>
1: And they know, they know what's going on.
0: They do. They And they don't just know their customers. They're, hey, did you see that this person was kind of down here again? And do you notice that this person's hanging out with that other guy? And yeah, they're funny. That's really amazing. What a great story about airports, though. Yeah,
1: that's right. That's a great guy.
0: So what was your first flight? Do you remember?
1: Oh, yeah. I never flew until I went to college. Me neither. Me I never ne- flew. And then my first flight was from Birmingham to Los Angeles but I had to go from Birmingham to Atlanta and change the plane to go to Los Angeles. I'll never forget it, as long as I live. It was great. I could not believe it. What normally would have taken three and a half hours to drive from Birmingham to Atlanta, 20 minutes in the air. I was just blown away. I said, oh my God, I'll never forget that.
0: I don't know if I ever told you this, but I accepted an Air Force ROTC scholarship and I'd never been on a plane. Yeah. So here I was going in the Air Force. <laughs> I'd never ridden on a plane. And my freshman year, I became friends with, a guy who lived in Pasadena. And my first flight was over Christmas break. He invited me to go and stay with his family and see the Rose Bowl breed. That was my first flight, right. it was from Pittsburgh, oh, Pennsylvania
1: oh, to Pittsburgh, through Denver. <laughs> great. That's great.
0: So you have decades of experience in the private sector. Could you talk a little bit about what it was like to go from private sector to public sector? Because it's different.
1: It is different. And people ask me that all, all the time. I start with the similarities. A huge similarity that should not be overlooked is that we're talking about people and we're talking about groups and groups of people trying to get certain goals and objectives accomplished. People want to actualize themselves. They want to be part of something that's bigger than themselves. And, and so that's a commonality. The biggest thing that's different is the incentives, financial incentives that are available in the private sector. Those are important. They're very important, but they're not everything. We try to use what we have, and that is you know people working well in groups, people feeling good about who they work with, and people feeling like they have the tools to do their job, and that they are recognized and they are appreciated for what they do. A lot of times in any organization, in any industry, there are people who, and companies and organizations who do that better than others do it. And what we're trying to do at the Commerce Department is to be one of those organizations that do it better, that appreciate our employees better and demonstrate what we do better to our various audiences. And people ask me, what are we trying to get done? What are the main things we're trying to get done at the Commerce Department? And that is to demonstrate in a much better way than we have in the past, what we are doing to help businesses come to Philadelphia and thrive once they get in Philadelphia. I don't think we have done as good a job as we can do in demonstrating and telling our story to the community.
0: I've often said that running the airport is kind of like running a business in the middle of the city government because we're segregated. And I just love that The folks who put together the original city charter back in, I think, the 50s envisioned the airport as being part of the Commerce Department. I just think that we have so much in common in how we approach things. That's exactly right.
1: And when I came to Commerce, I told the employees, I said, listen, our customers are the business of the businesses, and we have to see ourselves as a business, and we have to run the Commerce Department as a business. I use those analogies a lot, and they work. So I think people are starting to see that if we approach ourselves as a business, We can be a lot more focused on what we do.
0: And provide better services. I agree. So you were appointed in the middle of a pandemic.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Wow. I know that it will change over time, but what's your vision right now for the Commerce Department? What's most important to you?
1: Well, most important is to try to help the business community work with the health department and their customers and their employees to come out of the pandemic. We have to come out of the pandemic before this economy is really going to turn around. I think my background in healthcare is helping me to be able to work between the health department and the business community to try to understand what some of the challenges are. And things are changing now. I mean, the vaccine is here. The rate of infection is going down, knock on wood. There is light at the end of the tunnel. So how we come out of this thing without moving too fast and and without moving too slow, there has to be a balance. I think my background in, in healthcare and my background in business is helping me to be able to communicate well with those audiences and to be that balance.
0: I agree. I think that you also have a very unique background in healthcare and that you've been focused on more vulnerable parts yeah. of our population. And I think that's particularly important during the pandemic. That's right. So, what do you think the biggest challenge will be to Philadelphia's recovery? What's the one thing that keeps you up at night? What do you think the biggest challenge is right now?
1: The biggest challenge is the pandemic and what goes with the pandemic and is the folks who have been thrown out of jobs. The unemployment rate, you know, it spiked up. It's coming down and it's coming down slowly, but it's, it's moving in the right direction. We have to get people back to work. We talk to the restaurants for every digit that we can move that employment rate up. That's thousands of dollars more going into our economy. It's folks who are able to get a job, take care of their families, et cetera, et cetera. So all of these are great things. So getting people back to work, I think, is the biggest challenge. And as part of that, we're really happy that the Biden administration is coming up with some great programs to build infrastructure, to stimulate the economy. In fact, I'm talking to the folks at the Biden administration this afternoon, talking to them about what we need, the projects that we have ready to go. We just don't have the funding for them and trying to show these people that if they could just give us a little investment, we can give them some great return on that investment by investing in us, and especially around jobs.
0: If they ask about infrastructure, remind them that we have a cargo project that's ready to go. <laughs> yeah,
1: I sure will. It's on my list, Shelly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting. When I think about recovery, everybody seems to want to look at the big bang, the one project that's going to produce all those extra jobs. And Sometimes it comes in dribs and drabs. And when you start to add up the onesie, twosie things that you were talking about with the restaurants, that's that's really where it starts to get significant.
1: That's That's absolutely right. That's how it works. I mean, because we are an economy that small businesses run this economy. That's where most people are hired is that are small businesses. And so anything that we can do to try to stimulate the economy around small businesses. But also there's downtown and to try to bring people back to downtown Philadelphia. And there's some good things going on there. You'll hear about them. I think you're on one of our committees that we have and some initiatives that we're putting together to try to bring folks back to work. And we're working very closely with the business owners and association to open up some of the businesses so people can come back in. We're working with the governor, governor's office to try to relax some of the, the restrictions on coming back to work. So I think some great things are going to be announced in the next 30 to 60 days around all of those things.
0: Oh, I hope so. I can't wait. I think it's going to be different, but I can't wait to see more people back at the office. I'm in here a lot of days, but there are about five people that yeah, I see exactly. on a regular basis. Exactly.
1: And it's important. And I mean, remote work is great. You know, you don't have to commute, but I firmly believe there's a lot of things that you can get done when you can put people in the same room, safely spaced, but in the same room when they can talk to each other, they can react to each other. And I think there will always be a role for that.
0: I agree we've talked about this before too. In 2019 and the early months of 2020, everything at the airport was coming up roses. Every We had just hit an all-time high in the number of passengers. Business was booming. Everything was expanding. But now it's really a different story. Given our current situation, how do you think the airport can help contribute to the economic recovery of Philadelphia?
1: I was a road warrior and I was able to do business, you know, through the airport by traveling and again, being in front of people. So I can't wait till we can get back to that mode of operational. The airport is extremely important to our economy. Let's repeat the numbers, Shelley, in terms of the dollar impact that you make on this economy. I don't remember. I've heard them.
0: Sixteen point eight billion. Sixteen
1: point eight billion dollars that you add to the Philadelphia economy. So, I mean, that's not chicken scratch, as they say down, <laughs> down <laughs> south. That's a lot of money. And so, you know, you're, you're important from that point of view. But, you know, you're right here on 95. You're right in the middle of New York, Baltimore, Washington, New York corridor, Boston corridor. And so this is where the action is on the East Coast of the United States. And you're right in the middle of that. Coming in and out of Philadelphia makes it very easy for business people and tourists to be able to go where they want to go safely and securely and with relative ease.
0: I really hope that As we start to recover, as businesses start to recover, that we, the airport, can provide them what they need to thrive. We lost about 30% of our nonstop destinations with COVID. And some of them haven't come back yet. Some of the European destinations. You talk about things that keep you up at night. I get concerned about that, that we're going to be able to give the business community what they really need.
1: So how can we help? How can commerce help you to convince some of these you know, long haul carriers that they need to come back to Philadelphia? How can we help with that?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I think that they want to come back. I think right now what's standing in the way is the, are the federal travel restrictions. Okay. And I think they're there for pretty good reason to try and keep people safe and healthy. But I also feel like we are going to have to make sure that we're focused on getting back quick when things open up. Otherwise, we'll lose our competitive advantage. And I do see the airport as adding a competitive advantage to Philadelphia. So I think that's the biggest thing. And so I know, Mike, having your voice along with mine to talk to the business community, to work on advocacy at the federal level, to make sure that we're giving them what they need is really important.
1: Well, absolutely. And you can consider the Commerce Department your partner. And whatever we can do, you know, I'm a phone call away. Please let me know whatever we can do to help.
0: Thank you. Really, really appreciate that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So I always try to close the episodes with the same question, which is a little bit of a wild card. What is the one thing that people who know you would be surprised to learn about you?
1: I think seven children.
0: Seven children.
1: Seven children. Seven children. That's right. Seven you look
0: children. so young.
1: Oh, that's what I mean. <laughs> but that's- yeah, seven children all, o- that all over the country, seven grandchildren. Seven children and seven grandchildren. Oh,
0: congratulations. That's amazing. That's
1: right. The youngest just turned 21, and the oldest is 45.
0: Wow, that's amazing. What about the grandchildren? Do you have real little ones?
1: Uh, they're step steps. I think the youngest now is two. Yeah, from two to 16.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations. And what a great thing to know about you. I
1: love it. I love it. I love, it. I love every one of them. <laughs> it
0: It is all about the family. You said they're all over the country, right? That makes COVID situation really hard.
1: That's right. Well, you know, when I was a road warrior, I got frequent flyer miles and I was able to go visit them all the time. And I still have, I have hundreds of thousands stacked up, ready to go as soon as we can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. We're ready for you to travel too. <laughs> That's so her. where's the first place you want to go? California. California.
1: That's where our, most of the grandkids are in California, L.A.
0: So my mom and dad and my sister and her family are in Michigan. And I grew up in Pennsylvania, but mom and dad, when they retired, followed their grandchildren, which were in Michigan. I don't have any children of my own. And my husband's family is in Montana. So I would say that my first destination is going to be one of those two. Yeah, that's
1: great.
0: Montana in June. That sounds pretty good to me.
1: That sounds pretty good. That's right.
0: Well, Mike, anything that you would want to add about your work at the Commerce Department? I just want to end by emphasizing again how important it is.
1: It is extremely important. It is extremely important. People ask me how am I enjoying it after a couple of months. I am so excited because there are so many opportunities working with the business people. And, and I'm, I'm blessed that I, you know, I've been in Philadelphia for a while. Most of these people I know and I have some credibility with them. So I'm able to, I'm able to link them with city services and link them with the health department. And it's very rewarding. It's extremely rewarding, the work that I'm doing right now. And we got a great team at the Commerce Department. So I'm enjoying it. I'm just absolutely enjoying it.
0: Well, I just want to close by saying that we're so happy that you chose us and that when retirement wasn't sitting exactly the way you expected, that you chose to come in and give us your expertise and your energy. Thank you. I think the, the city of Philadelphia is very lucky to have you.
1: Thank you so much. And you have a great team as well. I've met some of your folks. you got a great team.
0: Thank you. I do. I'm very, very fortunate. That aviation thing's a little funny though. It gets in your blood and you really start to enjoy the business.
1: Sure, sure. sure. We'll, well keep up the great work.
0: Thank you. And thank you for joining me today. Okay. All right. To learn more about the recovery steps at Philadelphia International Airport, please visit phl.org forward slash newsroom. I'm Shelley Cameron. Thank you for listening.